All right, guys, before we get stuck into today's episode, I want to thank the major sponsor of the Fitness and Lifestyle Podcast, Unify Health Supplements. Unify have the highest quality ingredients on the market along with the best tasting products. You guys can head to unifyactive.com and use the code DJK10 to get 10% off all products on the website. So that's DJK10 at unifyactive.com to save 10% on all products with Unify Health Supplements. Let's get stuck into the show. Welcome to the Fitness and Lifestyle Podcast. I'm your host, Danny Kennedy, and I'm here to help you become the very best version of yourself. What is up, guys? Welcome to another solo episode of the Fitness and Lifestyle Podcast, and today we are getting super vulnerable. I honestly think that this will go down as one of the most downloaded and most impactful episodes of the Fitness and Lifestyle Podcast, and I really hope I'm I'm, I'm true about that or I'm right about that, but the reason why I think that is because it takes courage to be vulnerable, and I think sometimes people find it easy to be vulnerable in a, in a way, right? And the reason why is because we be vulnerable on social media, talk about things that didn't go well or reasons why we're not feeling happy and all the rest of it. And we receive this instant gratification from people telling us that everything's okay and telling us that they care about us and, you know, giving us all of this love and affection. And that feels really good. So in a way, this, this thing that's meant to be big and scary about sharing vulnerability actually just leads to some forms of instant gratification and affection, which is, where there's nothing wrong with that whatsoever. I think it's a very human thing for people to show love and care, obviously, when someone's struggling. But the vulnerability I'm going to be talking about today are things that you know I've shared at times over the years, but a lot of this I probably haven't really shared when it comes to you know some of the the most difficult things I feel like I've had to go through, or some of the biggest fuck ups or mistakes or failures I guess you could look at them as and you know I'm a true true believer in the fact that you cannot possibly fail unless you give up and so every time we have setbacks or every time things don't go our way we have a choice it's like do I let this defeat me and do I use this as an excuse and not keep trying or do I see this as an attempt and keep moving forward and become a better person from this and evolve from this and learn from it but the things I want to talk about today are vulnerable because there have been a number of different stages in my life. And this is not all of them. These are just some of the key things that really stand out to me that were, as I said, some of the more difficult things that I've had to go through and some of the bigger fuck-ups. But every single one of them has led to growth and has led to incredible lessons that have then ended up eventuating to some of the best things that have ever happened to me. And I think that's one of the key takeaways and the lessons I, I want you guys to take away from this podcast today is that again we can use setbacks we can use you know quote unquote failures or tough times in life and adversity to grow and to push through the resistance and to become a much better version of ourselves and to learn from it and then I think what I've been able to do with a lot of these lessons and these things that have been difficult has been to share my experiences with other people and share the lessons I took away from it and that's what I'm doing today and that's why I think it's going to be an impactful episode because it, it is me basically saying that hey these are all the things that I was fucking shit at or the things that didn't really work out my way or things that I felt were really difficult and in no way shape or form am I saying that I've had a bloody tough life or anything like that in any way at all 
Um, I am, I'm sure, should be listening to this, but I am I- incredibly grateful for um, both of my parents. And um, as I said, I know mum listens to the show a lot. And so, hey, mum, thanks for listening. But um, I was very blessed and still am with incredible parents who have always been supportive and helped me with everything and, and given me an incredible life. But everyone still goes through shit, right? And so what I want to do today is roll through some of these key moments that I really um, that stand out for me in my life that have led to massive change, massive lessons, very difficult times, but on the other side of it, I've been able to, to grow from it. And that, again, is a key takeaway. What I hope you take away from this today is the fact that when it feels like everything's turned to shit, when it feels like everything's fucking going against you, you have two choices. Is you let it defeat you, you focus on the negatives, you focus on all the things that haven't worked out for you, all the things you don't want to happen and you play the victim and all the rest of it and and you allow it to conquer you or you make the, the harder decision because that's fucking easy. It's an easy decision to just sit back and use it as an excuse or to just give up and, and say, well, this is it, I tried. The harder decision is to say, all right, what can I take from this? What can I take away from this and how can I make the changes in order for this to not happen again? And how can I grow from this? And I genuinely believe that a lot of these, again, we can call them mistakes, we can call them difficult times, whatever we want to refer to it as. I reckon a lot of these happened because early on, like I did go through a lot of these things just myself. I was always very adamant on using my work ethic and my drive and my motivation to just keep trying new things and to... And that led to me making a lot of mistakes, which again, has been a benefit because I've been able to share those experiences with so many people and also relate to so many people on the podcast, in my social content, clients in person, all the rest of it. And that's, to be honest, one of my favorite forms of feedback is when people tell me that they've, they've actually been able to relate to my content and take value from it. And so whether it be starting my business, whether it be you know health and fitness early on, which we're going to touch on in a sec, um, even within relationships and stuff like that, with my beliefs around money, my career, all the rest of it, I, I started very late when it comes to, how do I refer it? When, I, when it comes to investing in myself, now don't get me wrong, I've spent, oh my God, I can't even fucking think of the amount of hours that I've spent learning and, and educating myself and going to seminars, you know, listening to podcasts, listening to audio books, having conversations with people to learn from people who are doing so much better than me or who have more experience, okay? And trying to master my craft as a coach, understanding training, understanding nutrition and being able to implement that with clients, with business now as well, with personal development, all the rest of it. But what I didn't do is look at how I was spending my own money, right? And it's not always money, sometimes it's time, but how was I maximizing the amount of money I could spend to collapse time and save myself money, save myself time, save myself difficult times by learning from people who have already experienced things before me and delegating within the business and all the rest of it as well. I just did a lot of this shit myself. And again, that's why there's been so many fucking lessons, particularly in business, but even with training, but it has been a benefit. So again, as usual, I am rambling and what are we? We're already six minutes in and haven't even started properly yet, but I hope that gives you a key idea of what we're about to touch base on today or um, discuss. And so let's get into some of these difficult moments and the key takeaways from them. I'm going to try not to spend a shitload of time going into massive detail about all the things that I changed afterwards, but I do want to kind of summarize it as best as I can and and highlight the things that have really helped me grow and change and, and become a better person. So the first 
I think this is the first one that really pops to my mind is just the fact that throughout school in particular, like all the way up until I'd say maybe year 11 or year 12, I was always very, I lacked, I lacked confidence massively, right? Didn't have much self-worth, always compared myself to other people. Um, and that got me in a bit of trouble from the sense of, you know, my feelings toward myself. I didn't really fucking like myself that much, to be honest. And uh, as I said, it created a bit of anxiety. I was never really that happy and fulfilled. And again, um, this is not anyone's fault other than my own. But the lack in confidence is what led to a, a lot of these feelings. And when I look back at it now, it's um, if I had the knowledge that I have now, I would have taken action and shifted that and changed it very early, early on because we create a lot of these fucking issues for ourselves, let's be honest. Like the stories we tell ourselves in our head and the anxiety we create for ourselves typically is exactly that. We're created it for ourselves. Peter Cron said on the pod when I had him on here, he's talking about psychological time. So a lot of feelings of sadness or depression or frustration and anger and, and all that type of stuff is when we are psychologically living in the past, when we feel anxiety, stress, worry, which is what I spent a lot of my time doing, we're psychologically living in a, fu- a future that hasn't happened yet and may not happen yet and most likely won't happen. And so we cause that shit to ourselves. But this feeling of vulnerability or this difficult time started to shift for me once I just took control of that and I realized, all right, something needs to change. And I think part of that was starting to have a bit more respect and self-worth for myself. And this came when I started training, right? When I, Once I got into the gym, mentally, I started to feel so much better and I built more confidence and self-worth and a lot of this shit changed. But I just made the decision that, okay, I am going to start taking action on the things that genuinely fulfill me and make me happy. I'm not going to sit back and, and continually compare myself to other people. I'm not going to sit back and, and um, you know, try and fit in and be a people pleaser. I just made that fucking decision. It's like, that's it. Everything changes now and it has to start with me. What's within my control? And at the time, a lot of the physical and sports stuff was work ethic. It's like, all right, let's fucking get to work. Let's do this. Let's do that. Let's not surround ourselves with people that we don't like or that are making us feel like we're not worthy and all the rest of it. And that was the decision that I had to make. And once I made the decision, stop trying to fucking please everyone, did what made me happy and just, was just truly authentic to myself, life got so much better. It was fucking awesome. It made, made, made my whole life much better. I enjoyed those last few years of school and or the last couple of years of school, I probably should say. Um, and the key takeaway from that is just taking action. Confidence does not come from talking about taking action or thinking about taking action or planning to take action. It comes from taking action. And once we start to take action, we build momentum and that carries in from one thing to the next and it continues to build over time and it compounds and that is exceptionally important. The next really difficult thing for me, and I've spoken about this briefly, was just my the amount of setbacks and disappointments I had in my basketball career. So I started basketball quite early on, very fortunate to play you know, a high level of basketball and, and play in some incredible sides, meet some incredible people, um, you know, have a number of achievements that you know, I'm very grateful for and, and again, um, that I should be proud of. Uh, but when it came to, you know, making state sides for Vic Country and basketball, when it came to, you know, playing minutes in games at a younger age, I played Big V with, with Horsham Hornets and, um, and you know, I was barely, basically just sitting on the bench. It's pretty much keeping the fucking bench warm every game, right? Um, but even at training, just feeling like I was the odd one out all the time and, and, and not being as good skill-wise as other people, 
I, I cannot even tell you how many times I got cut from selections for, as I said, big country stuff uh, at the time as a program called ITC, which in the end, you know, I was very fortunate to, uh, to secure a place in, in my, my, I guess, the, call it the senior year or top age year of that ITC. And that led to doing crazy, like some really cool stuff, traveling to the States for basketball, meeting some incredible people, getting the opportunity to, to be even in the, the conversation for selections and stuff. But in Horsham, we were surrounded. I was surrounded by incredible players, right? Talking the likes of guys like Mitch Creek, Shawnee Bruce, um, you know, even one of my best mates, Jake Lloyd, who obviously is now an absolute weapon in the AFL. But a bunch of other guys um, that I grew up with were just fucking incredible basketballers. And that was great for me because it allowed me to develop and all the rest of it. But I was always comparing myself. But the whole point of this fucking topic or this, this point was the fact that I got cut from basically everything you could get cut from. And it always got down to like the last selection or whatever. And because everyone else around me was constantly actually making these sides, it was fucking degrading to a, to an extent, right? And I, and I can honestly say in my opinion, and I know this is very biased and very subjective, but I was putting in more work than anyone, in my opinion. And that's what I, I relied on. Is I relied on, I don't have as much skill, so I'm going to work my fucking ass off. I'm going to work harder than everyone else. I'm going to dedicate myself to becoming the best player that I can, to doing everything in my power to to make these teams. And I placed all, the problem that I had is I placed all of my identity on, on whether or not I made these and all of my self-worth on these fucking things that realistically now didn't matter. But it meant the world to me and... And the way that I dealt with that, and I definitely credit the fact that I've been able to be so resilient and dedicated and disciplined over the years with every single fucking thing that I have done since then. The reason why, and I don't know why I even had this inside of me, I don't know, it wasn't taught, it was just something that just naturally came up for me, is I never, ever, ever let the fact that I didn't get minutes in a game or that I got cut from a team or that I was the only one getting being you know left behind or, or missing out on these things that I, I worked so hard for and that meant so much to me, I'd never let any of that shit deter me from whether or not I was going to continue to keep working my ass off. And I, and I did. I just worked my absolute fucking ass off and I had this work ethic that was just relentless and, and unbreakable and that has crossed over to everything that I've done and... And I think that's that's one thing, right? It's like there's things that aren't within your control, right? And so skill-wise, I was never going to be the best skilled player, all right? It's not up to me whether or not you know, I can put in the work and I can get as good as I possibly can be, put myself in a position to make teams and all the rest of it. But if I don't, it is what it is, okay? It's not anyone else's fault, Um but it's not my, in a way, it's not my fault, I guess you could say. But I mean, it's not something that I need to place my worth on. That's fucking ridiculous. And that was a lesson I took in the last, or once I dived into personal development, is that we cannot place our, we cannot tie our identity to what we do. Every single person listening to this show right now is a human having a human experience or a level of consciousness having a human experience. We are not what we do. Okay, we are not what we do. If you're an athlete, that's not who you are. It's something that you do. Right, if you're a businessman, that's not who you are. It's something that you do, and so once we realise that and we detach the two, and we start to look at what our values are as a person, and and the value we bring to the people around us, and all the rest of it as well, we start to separate ourselves from what we say we are, who we think other people value us for. I used to think that the only reason I had any friends or whatever is because I was semi good at basketball, football, and and you know was just 
And that was that. And so when I was failing at these things, every time I missed out, my self-worth dropped even lower and lower. But the takeaway from this is that when you don't place the importance of you as a person on things that you do or don't do, and once you continue to just make that decision that does not fucking matter what happens or what anyone else says or does, that is not going to deter me from doing everything in my power to get to this outcome that I want to get to. Now, the next one, and this is probably one of the most pivotal ones, this is the biggest, one of the hardest times for sure for me, was the fact that I created this horrible relationship with, and this kind of came off the back of, you know, making the decision to work harder than anyone else. I had a horrible relationship with food and exercise. And that's why, uh, I, you know, I refer to it as training now, but it was exercise at the time. I, I had an obsession with trying to be lean, trying to be muscular, trying to work hard and, you know, I was severely underweight. I was the same height as what I am now um, at the age of 18 and I was 25 kilos less than what I am now. And I mean, I put on some muscle, but I wouldn't fucking call myself that big. So you can only imagine how skinny I was. But guys, I can't even explain how bad it was, right? Like the worst relationship with food. I'd feel guilty for eating certain things. I would exercise after I ate to burn off the calories because I thought I was going to get fat. I would train abs twice a day, every single day. I would, on a typical day of training, I would fucking wake up in the morning. I would run to the gym, train the gym, run home from the gym, ride my bike to school, sometimes leave school at lunch to go to the gym. At school would finish, I would ride to basketball training, then I would ride to football training, and then I would ride home, and that was just a regular day. But it wasn't because, yes, I was enjoying training, I fucking loved it, but I was doing it mentally because I felt like I had to. And if I didn't, I felt like the biggest piece of shit. I felt like I was worthless. I felt like I had I was lazy as fuck. I felt like I wasn't going to get results. And I genuinely felt guilty about all this. And I see this time and time again now with people I work with, maybe not to that extent. And some people are probably worse than that. But I saw food as good or bad. Um, I genuinely had all the misconceptions that you could possibly think of when it comes to nutrition around not eating carbs, around you know eating late at night, which then somehow fucking convert into fat overnight the fucking fat fairy would come along and just turn into fat or some shit and i've told this story about when i was you know i got home from a party once underage and had a few fucking cruises you know how it is and got back home it was like two in the morning and dad walked in and i was doing an ab workout and he was just like what the fuck are you doing man and i think about it now it's embarrassing as fuck but what i did with all of this and because this caused so much stress and anxiety, guys, I can't even like begin to try and allow you guys to comprehend how fucked this was for me. And it just made life very difficult. I couldn't enjoy anything. I couldn't enjoy going out for meals. Um, I couldn't enjoy time with my friends. I couldn't enjoy going on holidays. Fuck no. Like I would train every day, like twice a day on a holiday. And there was a lot of times that I really enjoyed, like, let's be honest, like, I loved the training, I loved that feeling of working hard, and, and it just, again, it did shape me into the person I am today, but it was fucked, <laughs> to be honest, and, yeah, it just, oh, it just made things very, it was always felt, always felt pressured, and, and I can't say it was always coming from a place of, oh, I can't fucking wait to go train, it was like, I need to go and train, I need to do more, 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 and I remember even, before I went to go play basketball in the States in year 11, I'd already trained and it was the day we were about to fly to the US and I just had some time in the afternoon. 
And I was like, oh, Dad, I'm just going to go for a run because i got nothing else to really do. And I went and did like a fucking 10K run or something, which is ridiculous. And so what I did to get through this, guys, is I started to learn from reputable sources. And that's why I have so much passion and desire to help people now in the fitness space is because I have been through it and I know how to work through this. I know how to work through the mindset shifts. I understand what people are going through mentally and physically. And that's when I learned about tracking your calorie intake and the importance of energy in versus energy out, the importance of macronutrients, the importance of high-quality um, you know, nutrient-dense foods. I started to understand training properly, understanding how to build muscle mass, how to build strength, how to train for performance, how to, how to maximize recovery and, and how to create a really healthy relationship with food and training. And that changed my life and that's why I am fucking just on a mission to help as many people change their lives as well as I possibly can. And that is why I'm so passionate about it. So it's not just because I woke up one day and said, hey, I want to be a PT because it sounds cool. It's because I have lived this shit and I continue to live it. And that's why I share my experiences. That's why I know that, you know, in my opinion, I am an incredible coach. And it's not because of my the amount of courses I've done or because I fucking have an ego or anything like that. It's because I have experienced this and I know how to work through it and that's something that I'm proud of. And and that has obviously, you know, like, look, this this is one of the hardest times of my life and it's led to what has turned into my life, my career in health and fitness industry, helping so many people, getting opportunities, you know, being the trainer with Keep It Cleaner, having a podcast, fucking oh, all of these things. It led to me competing as a bodybuilder in Las Vegas at the Natural Olympia for Australia, right? And so these things happen for a reason. Everything happens for a reason. And, you know, it's an absolute blessing. I, I couldn't be fucking happy that I went through that experience now, but at the time it was horrendous. But it was just about, all right, how can I start to educate myself on what actually is necessary in order for me to get these results that I'm saying that I want. And that's that's how things change and it didn't happen overnight. It take, took a long time to shift that mindset. But now when I look at it, I have strategies, tools, techniques to get through those periods and, and um, I think that's really important. One of the other moments was at the end of the, the second year moving to Melbourne, I'd moved here for basketball full-time and that, you know, that was a pinnacle of my basketball career, working with some incredible coaches, playing basketball, in like Asian countries over in like the Philippines, in New Zealand, like all over the place, right? And and that was basically my life. And at this point, I still had that issue with the identity thing and, and I was always just going to be a basketball. I didn't put thought to anything else, but then I needed an ankle reconstruction. My ankle was fucked, man. Like I would, if I did breaststroke in the pool, like my ankle was that bad or the, uh, the um, lateral ligaments were snapped. If I did breaststroke in the pool, my ankle would roll. I would fucking roll my ankle it was absurd, but I needed an ankle reconstruction at the end of that second year after moving here uh, where my basketball was at the absolute best it had ever been. Like without a doubt, the best it had ever been and my confidence levels and everything and all the rest of it. And that was like one of the hardest months of my life without a doubt um, because I went from this being my complete livelihood to everything I thought about, everything I did, every everything I did had the purpose of making it as a professional basketballer. My days were obviously filled. I was training full-time, playing full-time, all the rest of it. I, I wasn't even working. I just did basketball and it all got taken away. And that was when I had that, you know, the crisis of like, fuck, my identity is attached to this thing that I can't do anymore. So where does that leave me? And like, 
what fucking good am I now? I can't even play basketball and all these time and money and effort that my parents had put into helping me get to this position and now it's just gone. And so obviously you recover from fucking surgeries and all the rest of it and so it's not like it was over for good but it's I was out for 10 months. But the blessing, the absolute blessing, this is by far one of the fucking greatest things that ever happened to me because that is why I started working full-time as a personal trainer, as an online coach, it's what led me to start the podcast again. It's what led me to have all these incredible opportunities because I finally had time. I finally took had time to take a breath and go, hey, you know what? There's actually shitloads more to life than playing basketball. And when I look back on it now, it was something that I did that wasn't bringing me much fulfillment and happiness anymore. It was because I had set my sights on doing this thing and I was not going to give up. But when I was forced to take time away, I realized, hey, I don't actually miss it as much as what I thought I did and I actually feel pretty happy and I have time to go and train and to put on some muscle mass like when I was still playing basketball I was by this point very educated in the, the health and fitness side of things obviously and I had my I got my qualification as a PT in like year 11 I did it by a correspondence at school like or separate to school um, and I had my SNC coaching certificate and a bunch of other shit and I understood nutrition very very well I was obsessed with training and but I could never put on any size because uh, the amount I was training, like to give you an idea, I was consuming between five and 6,000 calories a day and I was just maintaining weight, sometimes losing it. And so pair that with trying to build muscle mass and also trying to become a, an exceptionally good basketball player, doesn't work that well. So when I had time off, that led me to, that led me down the path of personal development. That was when I read my first ever personal development book and that was by Robin Sharma, The Greatness Guide. And and from that point onwards, I was obsessed. I was like, all right, this this lights me up learning about how I can become a better person and putting thoughts to all these things I'd never thought about before, limiting beliefs, not attaching my identity to being in basketball or fucking football or whatever it was. And I started my business and that's when the journey began. I went all fucking in. I put that work ethic, I put that drive, I put that time, that dedication and discipline into becoming the best personal trainer that I could possibly become and learning business and all the rest of it. And, and again, I eventually started competing as a bodybuilder in men's physique, which was one of the most amazing experiences of my life, one of the hardest things, but taught me so much and really allowed me to blow my, blow my business up realistically from an online side of things. And you know, even in that process, I know this is getting off track, but just thinking about like the supplements and the fact we have our own supplement company now in Unify, like it was my dream to be sponsored by a supplement company after I transitioned into this new phase of life. And I didn't get it. I was get, I kept getting told no, no, no. And, and that was kind of hard as well. Cause I was like, Oh fuck. Well, maybe, maybe I'm not as good of a coach as what I think I am. But at the time I just didn't have enough value to offer, but that led me to being consistent as fuck with everything I did. And then eventually gets to the point where the company that I asked for the very first time to be sponsored by EHP labs was the company that, contracted me for four years as a as a sponsored athlete which is fucking awesome and that's led to me starting my own supplement company with my partner danielle which like this full circle shit man it's so good fuck this is firing me up talking about this but that period that period of of having the worst moment of my life at that point with the the surgery stuff allowed me to meet incredible people get these opportunities and create the life that i've created today and so that was insane now, the next one I want to quickly talk about, I've talked about the podcast growth and how many no's I got and all the rest of it. So I won't go into detail with that. One of the other ones was when I got to probably my lowest point um, mentally, had a fuckload of anxiety. I was probably doing 
things that I probably shouldn't have been doing, um, all different types of shit, right? And it was because I was just blocking out things that weren't making me happy. I was just feeling and distracting myself with all this other bullshit and to do it, like still working my ass off. As I said, I translated that basketball mentality into the business and it was just fucking going absolutely ham on absolutely everything, right? And just never resting and always working harder than anyone else and just doing everything in my power. And again, I, I genuinely do think that's been why one of the reasons why I've been able to do what I've done, but I just burnt out. And, and when I got to that massive low point, right, partying way too much, um, which I previously I'd never partied really at all, to be honest. And then all of a sudden I was partying way too much, like fucking even during the week and then like getting home and not even going to bed, just going to work. Um, so fuck yeah, to even say that out loud is ridiculous. But this is shit I was doing. And so I got to this low point, but off the back of that, I meditated for the first time, had this feeling I'd never felt before, this feeling of peace and calmness and all the rest of it. And, and you know, fuck, you guys know the rest of that story. Here we are. Now I'm, you know, teaching people on a daily basis how to master their mindset and mindfulness and, and their mental health. It's fucking incredible. And so this is off the back of another failure or a setback. And and that's what, that's what uh, drove me to take my headspace mindset and mental health very seriously eventually ended up raising you know over twenty thousand dollars for beyond blue um you know and 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 raising money for people to um put research into things like depression and mental health issues and whatnot by pushing a sled for 24 fucking hours like a sled in the gym and if you think that sounds crazy I was that stupid that I did it again the next year, but pushed a sled in the gym for 24 hours the first year with my good mate, Michael Klim. Second year, um, largely kind of like by myself but with a bunch of other people who come and joined in that were, I was super grateful for um, out of Katie Brennan's gym. And so just all these opportunities come off the back of the fact that I had such a low point mentally, which then transitions into all of this crazy stuff, understanding Wim Hof, listening to podcasts, all this crazy shit and, and that's how it all goes. And so again, I'll keep saying it, everything happens for a reason, guys. And and one of the next ones was very different to the first ones I've mentioned and, and I won't keep going here. I'm going to give you a couple more and we'll wrap this up because you obviously get the point. But one that I find important to mention was within business. I Me starting in business was kind of the same as where I was at with the training and nutrition when I first started. I was working my ass off doing everything I possibly could to learn and to be successful and all the rest of it. But I had no fucking idea. Like, let's be honest. I had absolutely fuck all idea. And so the position I found myself in and I didn't understand finances. I didn't understand business. I literally didn't understand business. I, I started to understand content obviously. And, and I was, I was evolving massively in terms of building an online coaching business and, and the podcast and content on YouTube and social media and all the rest of it. And, and, honestly mastering my craft as a as a coach like just becoming the best trainer that I could to help as many people as I could and in that process I got to a point where I basically how do I explain this so I got to this point where I was doing tax installments right and so I was paying my taxes uh, quarterly off an estimation of what it was going to be based off the previous year Anyway, long story short, get to the end of the end of financial year. Um, think I paid off all my taxes. At the current time, I also had a, a 
I had a credit card debt of about $20,000 after um, a trip overseas, which wasn't that smart, but it was well worth it because I had the best time and created incredible memories. But had a um, $20,000 credit card debt, which was not ideal, and then I get a call from the accountant saying, you better take a seat because I've just got your remaining tax bill that still is owing, and that was $70,000. And so all of a sudden I have $90,000 owing in finances that I did not have, um, meanwhile still having to run the business and, and, and all the rest of it. And so off the back of that, quite clearly started to really learn and dive deep onto, into finances and understanding tax and GST and, and how to effectively run a business and, and hiring mentors, business coaches, which allowed me to accelerate my businesses in, in more ways than you could possibly ever imagine. And just learning from as many people as I possibly could, starting to set up systems within the business, starting to be a little smarter with my money, starting to even understand credit cards and and like interest rates and all the rest of that shit. And so it was a blessing because it needed to happen for me to learn that and I'm glad it happened then and not fucking like now or whatever. But um, that was a big, big lesson, which at the time I can't tell you the stress it put me under and, you know, trying to make decisions in the business and trying to, you know, fucking be the best person you can be in a relationship as well and all the rest of it when you are under that much financial stress and I know people listening who have experienced financial stress understand what I'm talking about it's one of the worst stresses you can possibly have in my opinion and but I had to learn the hard way and that's what I fucking did I didn't just crack the sides and and pack it all up and think that it was all over I doubled down I improved my skill set as a coach I improved my knowledge I started offering more um, coaching programs. I started to look at ways I could start investing money, starting to uh, increase my revenue and all the rest of it. And fuck, I ended up having like the best financial year I had the year after. And it's continued to build and build and build. Okay. And, and you know, it, this is still all happening to this day, guys. All of these these things that feel like the hardest periods or the things that are the most difficult or, or these low points, even to last year. And, and again, I had stepped into, you know, I had, I guess you could say imposter syndrome all over again. I kind of attached my identity to now being a a podcast host and a a fitness and strength trainer. And when I wanted to start teaching and integrating personal development and mindset work and self-improvement, I was kind of tiptoeing it in and out. I'd just invested around $5,000 in a, in a mindset mentor. um, And, and that was for like an hour call. I think, and and it really sparked some things, right? And I started diving into it and and I was all in. I was like, I'm going to in- integrate the two. I'm going to use my experiences to help as many people as I can. And I was fucking excited. I loved it, right? But I, was, I wasn't going all in because I still had this feeling of comparison, of, of lacking confidence, of imposter syndrome and all the rest of it. Anyway, fast forward six months or whatever it was and um, I hired, uh, so I had my mindset, um, kind of mentor and, and um, personal development mentor, hired uh, another business coach, another um, quite large investment into myself, into the business. And the month I did that, after having a period of time where I was getting frustrated and disappointed with the fact that I'd put in so much time, effort and consistency that I wasn't seeing the results I, I felt like I should, I invested this large amount of money, put myself under, intentionally put myself under financial stress in this situation in particular and 5x my online business in one month and it's continued to grow since 
So again, these things, they're just recurring themes, guys. It's all the same shit. Keep playing out over and over and over again. And, and I think that's probably enough of these fucking examples, to be honest, because we could keep going. But the main takeaway, and I'm sure you have kind of picked up on this, is that when things get difficult, it has to. It comes down to your ability to have perspective. It's to zoom out. It's to not go into problem solving mode and contraction mode, and just to start to look at it from a just an expansion level evolution mindset of like, all right, what am I missing? What are the signs I need to see here? What are the lessons I can take away from this? How can I make sure this doesn't happen again? What can I learn from this? How can I benefit from this? How can I become a better person from this? And then the thing that happens with this, guys, and this is the final point I make is we remove judgment. So now I'm not going like, oh, this is all fucked. Like this is the worst situation. It's so negative, blah, blah, blah. Things are only good or bad if you say they are. All right? And so I now have a different perspective. When things don't go the way that I think they were going to or the way I wanted to, I now go to myself, well, all right, if I get frustrated at this, that's an ego thing. It's like me saying I know how everything should go. Well, I, because it didn't go my way, I'm going to crack the shits and, and be all upset and get all frustrated and ruin everything else as well because it didn't happen how I wanted it to go, which sounds fucked when you say it like that. And so now I look at it and go, all right, is this good? Is this bad? I don't, I don't know yet. Let's, let's see what we can take away from this and, and why has this happened? Everything happens for a reason, right? And so I don't judge things as good or bad now. It, is, it just is. And we keep moving forward. I don't try and force these outcomes. We keep moving forward. That is the overarching thing. We keep moving forward. We don't fucking stop. We don't let these things ruin us. We don't let them define us. We have to be the one who defines ourselves. And we, we do that. We see these periods of growth when we're the ones making the decision to make that hard choice of continuing to move forward continuing to grow, pivoting if we need to, adapting if we need to. And I think, in my opinion, if you're able to share this advice or this help with other people, then it feels even better, right? We're continuing to spread positivity and growth all around. And so I think I'm going to end it there, guys. I appreciate you tuning in. I hope you've taken some value from this. But, you know, some of this shit was was quite vulnerable, vulnerable for me to talk about. But I'm glad I did it. Right, because I hope it helps some of you guys and that you take some value from it and and you can implement this this mindset or this way of thinking into your own life as well. Um, so look, I appreciate you guys again. If you if you ever feel like, you know, investing in yourself and and you know, starting to take whether it be your health and your fitness or your mindset or a combination of the two to the next level and really starting to understand how you can have that feeling of fulfillment every single day, how you can remove those limiting beliefs and those blocks, how you can create the life of your dreams and be intentional about how you want to feel and, and, and what you want to attract and the life that you get to live. Like you have to be the one who decides what your reality looks like. And it all starts with a thought. It all starts with an intention and it starts with doing the fucking work, doing the inner work. And the way that I think about this now around investing in myself or around making these changes is this is, you know, might have like, think about back to the example I used before about a business mentor or a mindset mentor, $5,000, right? A lot of money, you know, if we say it is a lot of money, right? Depends what your beliefs are, but it's a large amount of money and it was for me at the time. But I had to ask myself the question, although this is a lot of money and I'm trying to figure out whether I can afford this, the real question is, can I afford not to do this? And what I mean by that is if I don't in 12 months time, am I in the same spot? Have I gone backwards? Have I missed out on the potential growth? And so that's the question I continue to ask myself. And so 
if you guys would like to get in contact about working with me as a, as a, a strength, like your training and nutrition coach through my coaching app, whether it be one-on-one, whether it be some of our Purchase Now programs or whether you'd like to really start to dive deeper into your mindset, there's a link in the show notes below for you to go in and book a free Zoom consult call to chat with me about your current outcomes that you're really working towards, your intentions, what the blocks are, things you tried in the past and put together a personal plan of attack to make sure that we can take your life to the very next level in every every single aspect, every single way possible, All right? And as as always, check out the the show notes for for any of the other information that you need. And and what I just want to say is that I really do appreciate you guys, and I appreciate you know what I actually appreciate myself for for going through those things and not giving up. So I can share that with you today and to be able to hopefully help as many of you as I can. Um, but guys, make sure you subscribe. Please subscribe if you have not already. If this is the first episode you ever listened to, welcome. There is so much incredible value for you to go back through and, and check out. If you're someone who listens every week, I appreciate you guys more than you know. I'm super fucking pumped for all the growth that every single one of us are going to continue to experience as we go through this journey together. Um, and I'm looking forward to chatting to you on the next episode. So I appreciate you guys tuning in to the Fitness and Lifestyle Podcast. I'll chat to you guys again soon.